0: Hello friends, my name is Eliza Kelly. I'm a celebrity astrologer, three-time author, and host of this podcast, Stars Like Us. Think of Stars Like Us as your favorite nighttime talk show that just so happens to be released every Monday morning. Each week we connect with another amazing expert guest, and together we talk about everything under the sun. But before we get into today's episode, take a moment to rate this podcast five stars, Why? Because you're the fucking best. All right, now let's do it. Sit back, relax, and get ready for another out-of-this-world conversation. This is Stars Like Us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Eliza Kelly. And they say to never meet your heroes. But honestly, I do not know who they are. And I am not going to listen to them because today we are here with the one and only Chani. It is such an honor to have you on the show, Chani. For anyone who is living under a rock and does not know Chani and her work, Chani is a Los Angeles-based New York Times bestseller author and astrologer with a community of over 1 million monthly readers. She has been a counseling astrologer for more than 20 years, guiding people to discover and live out their life's purpose through understanding their birth charts. Her app, Chani, offers users a personalized daily understanding of their birth chart. She has been featured in the New York Times, Los Angeles Times, Rolling Stones, The New Yorker, The Atlantic, and on Netflix. Shani!
1: I'm so excited! Thanks so much for having me, Aliza. I feel like we should have met years ago. I know,
0: I know, but you are in Los Angeles, right? I'm in New York. It's like these, obviously these two places have nothing to do with each other. There's no overlap. Yeah, I'm never in New York. (laughs) (laughs) We stay on either coast. We never ever cross, go from one coast to the other. Okay, You're wearing black makeup i have the gold and the white yes exactly you're wearing white like it's it's just it's too opposite it could have never happened (laughs) it would be impossible okay when i got the press release for your app well first of all your app is gorgeous and we're going to talk about that and the design and why like an astrologer built astrology app like makes such a difference but one of the things that i noticed is that your launch date is really close to the Great Conjunction, or at least was, I think it was when Jupiter went in, or it was when Saturn went in. But either way, when I saw in the press release that we had this like late December, December 17th, or December 19th launch it, I was like, hmm, 19th. So 19th. curious if that came into it. Of course,
1: everything we do is timed. Every launch that we do, our, our book launch. So our book launch was during a Mercury Kazemi. And the app is also a Mercury Kazemi. The book launch was a Mercury in Scorpio Kazemi. And the app launch was Mercury in Sag Kazemi. Um, but really what we, we were looking at charts and we were doing that stuff. And then we were like, what did Chris and Lisa say for the year? And then we listened to Chris Brennan and Lisa Shine do this incredible, like deep dive into like, what are the best charts for the year? And, you know, when you're that close to your project, it's, it's sometimes hard to like just go off your own astrology. And so we listened to their podcast for that December nineteenth date when Jupiter had just ingressed into Aquarius and was about to the great conjunction was on the twenty first, right? First, yeah, yeah. so we were getting so we're getting the application of Jupiter to Saturn. and we picked that day because it was the Kazini, which, for, you know, for an app or for anything about communication, you want Mercury in a really good situation. And that's the only moment that Mercury's in a good situation because it's in its detriment. And it's also like, you know, if it's not in the cuisine, it's under the beams, and it's all burnt up. So it felt like that was the moment to launch something. And there they did this podcast on it and their explanation of the chart was so gorgeous. And so I felt like it was really sweet to have also them as a part of why we launched it at that time cuz i love their work so much and yeah we wanted to be part of the great conjunction and we're nice. in it to wit it we're here for the long term it's a saturn ruled chart but um she is a sagittarius and <laughs> oh, uh, the cute. moon's in pisces yeah oh and my the, god oh, it, well is it a capricorn rising or a aquarius rising aquarius yeah so we have cool, jupiter cool. on the you know jupiter saturn on the ascendant
0: i am also a saturn ruled I'm a Capricorn rising with the Pisces yes. moon.
1: Ah, sweet
0: And uh, I'm a Leo, so Aww, I, I no wonder I love your chart—the <laughs> <laughs> chart of the app, yeah. which is for any listeners who have not downloaded it yet. I have. I, I am so stunned by the design. It is so beautiful. I love all of the the collage art and the text and the aesthetic of it. It is so thoughtful, and it, it makes for such a warm and hospitable and welcoming experience. And even though I am, you know, a goth bitch through and through, like obviously there's definitely, especially when you're talking about astrology and these sort of divination practices, people can get really scared. Yeah, People can get, it can be really freaky. So sometimes layering that gothy aesthetic (laughs) with really talking about like, hey, is this going to be a shitty year Yeah, can be a lot. So yeah. I I really appreciate the fact that the approach is so inviting. And I'm curious as to, you know, did the design and the look and feel of the Chani app sort of create itself? Was it something that you knew going into it? Was it something mm-hmm. very design forward?
1: Yeah, you know, our lead designer, Ramisha Sator, came on like in December of 2019 of 2020 and we were also working with another designer um, before that that did the collages but I've been doing collages for my horoscopes for so long I was I'm not good at it I have really like like rudimentary skills and so design has always been a big part of the business I think even before the app and we really wanted you know Ramesh has this like quirky, like funny, like odd sensibility to her design so like the tarot cards and a lot of the other art that's on the app. And we just found it so playful and so sweet in that way that yeah, we're talk we're gonna talk about, you know, like this day is gonna be really hard, this week's gonna be really intense or what have you. And so we like, I think, to create universes that are whimsical, playful, entertaining, and pretty. Yeah, it's really important. We're very, we're very femme, femme heavy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One of the other things that I was really interested in is the fact that you guys self-funded it. Yes. Um, Before we w- started recording, I was sharing that I had an astrology dating app called yes. Align oh. from 2013. Great name. To- Thank you. Yeah, Great concept, Great honestly. Concept. I mean, it's still still get asked about it all the time because, duh, in a perfect world, there would be a really thoughtful astrology dating app. But in 2013, especially, yeah, oh I mean, I, I like to remind people it was it a million was, years ago. It was the Obama era. It was a I different mean, time. What? It was a different universe. Like there are so many things that have happened between 2013 and now that have shifted so the ahead way of your that time. We understand? So ahead of the time.
1: So ahead of your
0: time. But also so so traumatized. So, so traumatizing. <laughs> So dramatizing to be ahead of your time because I would, and granted, I was really young. I was like 24, but I would walk in and I thought that the way to do this was going to be, you know, get the venture funding, mm, yeah. go through the process. Yeah. And I would walk into these rooms with my amazing Leo business partner. And we would just be basically either people would try to fuck us, yeah. would try to scrutinize us, yeah. and but either way wouldn't invest. Yeah. <laughs> so it was either that they were they were harassing us or that they were shaming us for, I got this one email that was saying, usually I wish co-founders the best of luck, but because you're talking about astrology, I think that you are, you know, I you are bringing us back into the dark ages.
1: I hope you fail. It's so weird. It's so like reptilian, the kind of hatred that people have, I think, especially for, for women and femme astrologers, it's like the vitriol, you're just like, Y'all can exist and we can exist in like the kind of hatred that you get sometimes, especially from men, especially from older men is just wild. But I'm so sorry that that was your experience.
0: Yeah, I'm, it it was it was so my experience, but it was also so the experience of so many people. Yeah. Um and it was an eye-opening and very shell-shocking experience. Mm-hmm. And every time, you know, I feel very protected and very sort of safely nestled in an astrology community now. Mm. But ev- often, you know, I forget how much venom there is Ugh. towards astrologers. Yeah. you know because you get it not just from like the christians and the right wing you also get it from the fedoras and from the mansplainers and from the people who are like the science logic minded like thinking that this is the same as earth is flat theory yeah
1: if astrology isn't the most like technical and like kind of really like a logically put together system like it you don't have to believe in it but there's really like a very deep logic to it and very 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 strict rules that you have you know it's like it's not some free for all which and, and none of those people have ever even spent five minutes investigating what astrology is so anyways I'm so sorry for the for the ways in which you had to experience that and especially as a 24 year old in 2013 again it was a pre me too like pre all of that having to weather that as a young woman is just like so intense your capricorn rising really.
0: Yeah, it was it was very intense, but I I was curious as to the decision cuz obviously building an app is a really expensive endeavor. Mm. No doubt about it. The so, the technology in and of itself and yeah. the upkeep of that technology, the maintenance oh of the platform, the users it's it's a lot when you started this process and however long you were iterating this for was did you always imagine self-funding this as opposed to going through a traditional investment route yeah
1: so my wife and i are like massive control freaks <laughs> <laughs> you're like listen i got a reason with you <laughs> this might not have been the best decision <laughs> I'll say this. We both have Saturn in the first house, but the last thing we want to do is give up our power to a bunch of VC folks. Uh, Honestly, that's really it. Like we would rather starve than have to like secede anything like that. So It's really like, we also feel really strongly in terms of business that if we can't do it, we're not ready to do it. Like if we can't fund Mm. it, it's not ready to be done. And, And that's obviously like very antithetical to the world at this point. It's just really our personal thing. But we're like, if this business works, then, you know, we grew the business for you know years. I was growing it for years and years and then we got together and she really helped me take it to, help us take it to another level. And then it's like, that the business itself and the community and the work and my relationships with people built the thing that would then build the app to give back to everyone who's been with us for so long and then some. So it feels like it's got to be organic for us or or it doesn't work for who we are. Because we really get a thrill out of having that control because from that control we get to build the company of our dreams. We get to have the the kind of we get to pay people in the way that we want to pay them. We get to have all the benefits that we want to have. We get to like also try to well we get to offer our vision for work culture that is unfortunately really disruptive to how a lot of companies operate. And that's essential to us. Like that's what that's what gets us up in the morning. Like what can we do? How can we create the world that we want to create? and it's through you know we really strongly believe that people need to be compensated fairly and have a work environment that supports them and have the amenities that they need to feel like they can really live out their potential in this company and when you feel like you've lived that out and you want to go somewhere else then like all the blessings and we hope that you find if it's not here that you want to be for a long period of time we hope that your work here helps you to like launch into something else and our main thing and theme, I think of like my book and the app and everything is how do you live your purpose? And so our purpose, Sonia and I's purpose is really to create conditions, I think, where people feel like they can thrive. And we don't ever want to give that up. Yeah, (laughs) you have to risk everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I guess that that's the chart. That's the story of uh, one's living their chart is also risking everything to be, you know, that, Radically honest and true to and the mission, creative. the chart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: For me, like being in accordance with my creative energy means that I have to always be pushing and risking something.
0: So, how do you continue to stay inspired through horoscope writing in particular? And I'm not sure how much of the horoscope writing, you know, you are facilitating now. I know that. Y- your business is also hiring astrologers. I'm sure I think a lot of you got a lot of recommendation letters from me from amazing astrologers, because there are so many amazing ones. There are so many great astrologers. Um. So I'm not sure how hands on you are in that capacity, but at least for a very long time you were. And I'm curious as to how you continue to find your wells of inspiration. And where does that spark and that poetry come from for you?
1: Yeah, so we do have, now we have like a horoscope for every single planet under the current sky. So if you want to know like what, you know, Mercury and Virgo is doing for you. So there's, there's literally 10 different horoscopes for you at any given time. That Well, actually more because there's Chiron now and we'll be releasing more things soon. So there's 11 and then there's your weekly horoscope. So I don't write those current sky horoscopes. So we've got um, Eliza Robertson is our, is our director of content and she kind of oversees who writes what. And then we've got Thea Anderson. She's an astrologer here. She does a lot of different things for the company, but she also writes the horoscopes. We've got um, Stephanie Warner just during, joined the team and she's starting to write. And then we have other astrologers that we contract out. And so I don't write a lot of that stuff anymore. And you know, it's any horoscope writer. How many horoscopes do you write A month, like how many different columns? (laughs) I've
0: ghostwritten more horoscopes than people know. (laughs) And I write the monthly horoscopes for Cosmo. But when Quibi was on, I did all of the daily, I actually wrote all of the daily horoscopes, which were three part horoscopes for every day for the entire duration of that show, including all of the episodes that were never released because the show just exploded on itself. That is like, how do you write after that? Well, this is literally why I'm asking you, Jenny. (laughs) I am mining for
1: inspiration. (laughs) Pardon me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I was like, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was writing weeklies again, which I hadn't done in a while. And it took its toll on me because I also do weekly reading, so recording. So I do a podcast every week on the astrology, and then I do. 12 readings, and then I do meditation. So I do a ton of recording. So I'm doing like verbal horoscopes every week, every single, for every single everybody. Um, So because that has taken precedence, I've, I've, I've momentarily like stepped back a little bit from the weekly horoscopes. I edit everything. So I read everything. I rewrite the stuff that I want rewritten so I'm in a moment, you're catching me in a moment for the first time in 10 years, where I'm not locked into a very intense writing cycle. And I find it's really hard to do both the audio and the written stuff at the same time. But I'll tell you, it's only been like a month where I haven't been writing every single week. And I don't quite know what to do with my, my writers. Like, oh, I need to write. So I've also got a, you know, some really big projects going on behind the scenes that I need to get, that I need, that need me. So I don't know, Elisa, how you do this, but it's like, there's, you know, the, the writing horoscopes for, I can't even imagine daily, honestly, I think I would lose my mind, but writing weekly (laughs) horoscopes, it's so like chop wood, carry water, wash the car, wax on, wax off, like it's so like nitty gritty. I find it like the bartending of spiritual work. It's like, this is just like, I'm doing it for my tip for the night. And then I got to do it all again tomorrow. It's not like, I'm like, I don't have a 401k. It's not something like it's so it it expires. Like you're, you pour your heart and soul into something that's only going to last for seven days. So I think at times you need a little bit of a break to like kind of recalibrate. And then, also in a very like sick way, I miss it. And I've only taken a break for like a couple weeks. So I think it's just like you have to be that deranged to want to like do something that is going to require that much of your focus and concentration and skill. And then it be totally thrown away in the next couple of yeah. weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so ephemeral. And it's so intense, but, and the, also the other catch 22 about it is that it's how most people, you know, it's the entry point for most people for astrology. Right. So it's, you can't really skip over it because I could like, I mean, the poetry of a birth chart. and the planets and the aspects like I could sort of languish in that Mm. all day Mm. and always be pulling something else out and Mm. looking at something because you could layer in the mythology and then you see something and then there's a transit and then it's a progression and they're like oh my goodness like this is unfolding for me whereas horoscopes feel very much sort of like all right like let's let's make something meaningful here (laughs) and it requires that sort of that tenacity but you can't skip over that because yeah. for most people they're not going to get to the to the beautiful poetry of the birth chart yeah.
1: before the horoscope it's the gateway drug
0: it's the gateway
1: and it's it's a very tedious gateway for for the creators of it yes. and it also like you know when you see people get mad at astrologers for not being on time with their horoscope or like the kinds of Expectations that are put on people that write astrologers that write horoscopes is like y'all, this is free information, and this person, (laughs) this person is like scraping the bottom of the barrel just to get you something in whatever you know time they're trying to get it to you in, and it's 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 grunt work, but it's good, and it's as an astrologer, I think it teaches you so much about the planets because you're just watching them so closely, and it I think it is an important kind of initiation and. I love being in it with people. I don't know about you, but I love being in that minutiae with people. It's like, okay, yeah, let's do it this week. Let's do it this week. Even though it's like very relentless. There's-
0: well, the astrology of the past couple of years has been so oh my God. frighteningly literal oh my God. that it's also been, it's been interesting because As I think it's set the bar so high <laughs> for like, oh, like, you know, we're going to have a Saturn Pluto conjunction and then we're going to have a pandemic, like how on the nose. Poetic. Yeah. (laughs) How poetic. Um, but it's it's wild because it, you know, it doesn't always work out so literally. But now I think that for all of the people who have come into astrology since the beginning of twenty twenty, they are sort of expecting this one to one. Right. And, you know, for we're we're not always dealing with, you know, once in a lifetime transits
1: like that. Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, 2022 is has the Jupiter Neptune moment that hasn't happened in a really really long time. But it's that's just a moment, and it doesn't like it's not like Jupiter retrogrades overnight. Yes, right. It's yeah, very. You know, it's just going to be like a kind of signature for that month. There's not major architecture in 2022. I feel like the Saturn Uranus is still very present through, especially through a couple of months. It's like almost square but not quite but yeah it's not it's definitely not the same potency how
0: are you feeling about the U.S. Pluto return
1: (laughs) oh yeah there's that (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah there's that I mean we're in it like this is it and so the thing with like Pluto is it's slow and long-lasting and There's such a need for this country to grieve the horror that it has been built on that the more we resist that, the further away from any kind of like transformation that Pluto could offer us, we are. And so I do feel with the South Node in Scorpio next year and South Node eclipses in Scorpio we're we're being invited to grieve something and then we can add the Pluto return for totally. Year.
0: And I think that even the Jupiter and Neptune, you know, mm. I think that even that healing yeah. with so much Pisces influence yeah. and also, yeah. you know, escapism, of yeah. course, is the other yeah. side of it.
1: Yeah. But I do think that it invites us to go, to go really deep. Well, and then there's the Venus stationing on Pluto at, at the end of right. this year, the beginning of next year. And right, then, right.
0: At that 22 degree Capricorn.
1: Yes. Right. So it's like <laughs> for, for America, right? America's not the whole world. But for us, it's like, hey, Let's just emphasize yeah. this
0: thing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. When I was looking at the last year, when I was looking at the twenty twenty one transits, and it was like, you know, what we obviously Jupiter goes into Pisces, yay yeah. goes back yeah. into Aquarius, okay, and then it's like, all right, all right, then it goes back, like it's okay, and then I saw Venus retrograde, like on like December twenty ninth or something yeah, at that really? exact point, and I was like, oh, okay, we're still here, cute, <laughs> we're still here, still same narrative, cute, cute, cute. <laughs> so deeper
1: go
0: go, yeah still deeper come a little deeper come on the water's fine but it's like so it's it's filled with shark it's It's okay yes (laughs) it is murky ass water but like somebody has to filter it you know it's got to get filtered yeah we got to we got to start to you know really understand what is going on and all Mm -hmm. of the sediments that have built up yeah and this is also, of course, you know, with Taurus and Uranus. Yes. Um, yeah. It's going to be so interesting on an ecological
1: level. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's time to face that grief that our planet is at this point. Like we can have all these big dreams and hopes and successes, but like, y'all, the Earth is like, no, you've gone way over. And so I do feel like that. And the energy grid stuff and like all the stuff that's happened with the Saturn. Uranus square. Um, then those eclipses kind of highlight the Uranus part of it and Saturn's still very close to squaring, I think, in one or two of the eclipses. So it does feel like, hey.
0: Yeah. It's good and to get in and- touch
1: with the feel how this makes you feel.
0: Exactly. Because then come Uranus going into Gemini and Pluto going into Aquarius yeah. in a few years from now, yeah. we're going to be able to apply all of that. But right now we have to like, oh, be, so. like roll up the sleeves, you know, yeah. get in the weeds of this, I think. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so too. <laughs> I really do. It <laughs> sounds what good. A, what a time to be an astrologer. Yeah. What a, what a wild mean.
1: time. Yeah. You're such a great interviewer. Oh my goodness, you thank are. you. Like this is you're so 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 good at this. I could talk to you for hours.
0: Well, well, stop. Don't <laughs> don't even tempt me. There is no one size fits all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. Personally, I have super curly hair, so it's hard to find products that give my hair definition without weighing it down. Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say that I have never been more in love with my hair. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. First, pros starts by asking about you as a person with their in-depth consultation. Pros ask me really unexpected things like about my eating habits and my exercise routine and even my zip code to determine environmental conditions in my area it was really eye-opening to discover how many variables impact your hair quality. Next pros analyzed all of my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every single product of my custom routine. Together pros got all of my hair goals covered. So pros sent me three products, a shampoo to help me maintain my uh, growing out highlights, (laughs) a conditioner for detangling and a curl cream for balance, definition and hydration. The results are um, unbelievable. I have never seen my hair so frizz-free. It's almost like I'm getting to experience my curls' true shape. And to be honest, it's a lot tighter and bouncier than I realized. Prose is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to slash stars That's P dot com slash stars for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off your order. You are not going to regret this. I'm going to ask you the two questions we ask every guest on this show. Please. And the first is, what do you believe in? Now, mm. I want you to know that your answer to this does not have to be Permanent. anything profound. If yeah. you were like, I believe in... Chicken sandwiches. Yes. With a side of macaroni, like, yes. I
1: would co sign. Yes. Well, I definitely believe in the power of Advil. <laughs> Advil works. <laughs> For me, I don't know about you, but sometimes mixing it with a little Tylenol can also be good. Ooh. I'm not above painkillers. I, I do experience quite a bit of like, I have migraine stuff. So there's that. What do I believe in? I believe that. I believe that when I can relax and trust the process of a reading, of my life, of a difficult situation, of a great situation, it doesn't matter. Sometimes opportunity and abundance reads the same in my body as catastrophe. Mm. So my like lesson is always like, can you relax and trust yourself and this? And I'm always taught the ways in which it's really painful when I don't trust and that it's also something to develop and it's, it takes me a long time, but the more I grow and open up and the more abundance comes in, the more I'm like, oh wow, I've really got to ground and be in relationship with my intuition. And that's really like, that's always where I get in the place, but I get in the zone where I can move through my anxiety, hold that, and then find my way into relationship with my intuition. Cause it's like you spent so long building your skills and then you got to like kind of let it all go and trust that it'll be there in the way that you need it to be. And that's always the work for me. That's
0: that second eighth house shit.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's the skills. And then it's the yeah. dispersing of the skills. the so letting the skills go. Yeah. yeah. I, as a, as an eighth house stellium, second house moon, Really could not relate more to that.
1: Oh, so you come concept. by your goth, really, honestly. It's, it's all I know. Sun conjunct south
0: node, zero degree orb. Oh my God. Eighth house. Whoa. Uh,
1: Midheaven. <laughs> what? How could I? What could I do? <laughs> wow. It's a full so You must job. talk about this a lot, but what do you, with that sun south node, do you get a lot of people in your readings that have that?
0: I get a lot of eclipse babies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I get a lot of eclipse babies. I don't know, you know, the sun at the zero degree orb is not that common. No. So whenever I have the opportunity to speak with an evolutionary astrologer, yeah. I was like, hey, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you want to chat? <laughs> like, let me show you something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's it's that I had Stephen Forrest on the show, oh and God. he so kindly was like. may I and I was like oh please (laughs) and he was like you've died before and I was like great good good to know and it's true I mean it's it's many in this lifetime too it feels like a constant metamorphosis but and I I really resonated with what you said about trusting you know the process and if you can't do something the right way it's not time to do it I feel Mm -hmm. like that is my the lesson Mm -hmm. of my south node sun and leo conjunction yeah anything that I do out of ego literally bites me in the ass oh my god it is like it is. i cannot even if i'm like just a little like just a little leo it's it immediately it's like destroyed catastrophe d- disaster wow. so i've had to become really good at recognizing like where the ego comes in yeah. because that is where i have to find the humility
1: do you talk to dead people um no i
0: don't really talk to dead people i i they leave you alone. I talk to people who are transitioning. Though. Uh-huh. I can tell when someone's on one side or the other. Yeah. So that's an interesting, like if someone's in a difficult situation, yeah. I can usually try to get them in the astral and say, yeah, you know, you make the choice, it's your call, Yeah. whether you want to stay here or go, but yeah. we- we'd love for you to stay if it's wow. a possibility. Wow. Are you born before the eclipse or after or during it? I am born after. After. Yes. Yes. I have this, my Pisces moon mm. is at 19. Got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, I think, it, but like a day the sun was, half was half. at 25. So it was like yeah. a day, yeah, okay. exactly. A yeah. day and a half after.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Oof. Question number two. Okay, sorry. And this is actually very, no, this is very per this, which is how does magic show up in your life?
1: Oh, what a great question. Magic shows up in my life when I get out of the way just bottom Great answer (laughs) great answer like I'm the asshole that stops everything otherwise magic is just a foot it's just I think it's just a natural state of being I think we're all psychic I think we're all you know miracles are normal they are always happening it's like can I be a gracious enough human uh to be present to them and I've always and this is you know been said a million times, but like the most the teachers in my life that have been really centered in gratitude are the ones who know how to see the miracles and the magic. And they're always such a great teacher for me because I have like Sun Saturn stuff. So I'm so much more likely to be like, oh, that sucks. This is horrible. And like, you know, see a lot of the the negative side of life and to be closed off to things. So being in gratitude when I, when I can get myself there, it's, it's an amazing experience. And it's, it's one that, you know, I think we owe ourselves in a lot of ways too, to, to work at getting there, because I think that's where the solutions are. I think to our world's greatest problems, the solutions are in those moments when we can be open to creative intelligence and, and in gratitude of it.
0: That really is magic that's the threshold right it's the between stuff because it couldn't be in tangible form it has to be in the in-betweens yeah that's has to be where magic is which sometimes means between a rock and a hard place yeah it sometimes means when you're wedged in a really shitty situation yes but that still consciousness the consciousness of the shitty situation this is from you know one saturn ruled bitch (laughs) to another with saturn influence here like it's yeah that's really where you're like oh shit Yes. I'm aware of the fact that this is shitty, but that is that awareness is really a spark.
1: And life is not supposed to be easy. Right, that is correct. When I can get out of the like, why is it, it's like, Chani, what do you think? Like, this is not supposed to be like a free ride. Like you gotta, life's got challenges. And when I can just get myself into that place, it makes all the difference. Yeah, and that's really the connective
0: tissue yeah. of all of us, yeah. right? I mean, this is what, humans have been musing on for thousands of years yeah. is like trying to reconcile how hard it is. Yeah. So it's really about reconciling that life is hard, period. Yeah. And what are you going to do with that?
1: I think that's your book, your next book. Thank you.
0: <laughs> We're going to talk about rights after this.
1: <laughs> life is hard, period. So the line what are you going to do for about it? the
0: legal conversation? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me do okay. close us off with a tarot pull. So my deck does best when there's, a, there's a, question, a question, a specific question. The general stuff, it's like, I won't know how to interpret it. You won't. Yeah. It's going to make us both feel weird. Okay.
1: I'm down to feel weird with you, though. <laughs> Let's feel weird. We can feel I'm weird. Too, for sure. We can do weird things. <laughs> we
0: can, okay, if you <laughs> want to feel weird. <laughs> First, tell me a pile between one, two, and three. Three. Beautiful. Perfect pile. Okay, thank you. I love validation. <laughs> <laughs> and now what is the question?
1: How can I relax when abundance comes into my life? How can I help myself relax when abundance comes into my life?
0: How can Jenny relax when abundance comes into her life? Oh, well, here it is. Oh my God. It's the chariot, baby. There it is. We love to see it. Aww. I mean, this is I, I mean, what I really love about this in addition to You know, it's obviously a cancer card. There's obviously a lot of layers of protection, but it's the it's that celestial protection. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that enclosure. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that you know you don't need to drop this, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. this, really, you can't. There is no such thing as the chariot without the chariot. There has to be a chariot. Mm -hmm. You have to have some shell that says. Things are still operating and functioning. You have to be able to trust that system. But once you've created a system that you can trust and that is established, that inside the chariot is where we could get a little funky, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is where we can relax, Mm -hmm. take a little nap, draw the curtains back, Mm -hmm. do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're not going to do it and everyone's going to know. Maybe it's Mm going to be a private Mm -hmm. peace, Mm -hmm. you know, private tranquility private relaxation Mm -hmm. where the chariots can still see it's still moving in the direction it needs to move but you on the inside are like you know what the system is going so i can close these curtains these beautiful celestial curtains and i can just find a little bit of pause and find a little bit of breath and find that moment for myself because i've made this fucking chariot yeah i love that Thank you. That's, That's so sweet. Thank you so much. So, where can our listeners find you, find your work, find the app? Spoiler alert, I think it's on the App Store.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, definitely on the App Store. Just type in C H A N I and then you'll find us. Uh, my website is Chani Nicholas, N I C H O L A S dot com. And I'm on the Instagram and on the Twitter. I've not yet ventured into TikTok. Have you? I, you know, I, I'm. I feel a little old.
0: <laughs> Nothing makes you feel Capricorn rising like TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I love I'm I'm doing what I can, but I feel like everything I do is always like this. Oh, it's in drafts now. Like, how did it get over there? Like, <laughs> it's Help. really, it's humiliating.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> That's what the youth are here for—just to humiliate us, Lisa.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've always been scared of teenagers, to be perfectly honest. Uh-huh. Even as a teenager, yes. I found them very terrifying. Yes,
1: I was always more apt to hang out with adults. Yeah. yeah. So
0: anything that's too heavy youth, I'm like, Ooh, yeah. like, Ooh what are you guys
1: doing? <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So you can find me there and yeah, I, the, the app is free to download and then there's a paid subscription, but you can get a ton of free content. If you download it, there's all those 11 horoscopes that are always there for you. There's a weekly podcast. There's like the, you know, emoji temperature of the astrology of that day great notifications
0: great notifications thank you yes thank you. great notification reminders of where the when the moon moves into a new sign always need to know chani this has been so lovely thank you so much for your time thank you listen we're gonna hang out i, I can't out. wait okay good i can't wait <laughs>